0: Old Testament and laws then but I think it's also fair to think of the New Testament laws for instance baptism was a commandment so in a sense a New Testament law and that verse uh, addresses um, you know the the laws or the commandments that no one's going to be justified by keeping the law and then another verse uh, um, um Um, not by works of righteousness which we have done uh, not by works of righteousness which we have but by his mercy he saves us so um, again, now works of righteousness now I, would, I think more let's say giving alms to the poor doing good deeds right Um those type of things I would consider falling into that to that particular uh, category but I think those two areas uh, works of righteousness and the deeds of the law make up the body of what we would call works work salvation okay and so just with a specific like baptism well that's um, uh, deeds of the law that's keeping the law New Testament law New Testament commandments and so Um, if you think about it in that way even though we're going to be dealing with specifics tonight um, baptism just falls under that larger umbrella of um, the deeds of the law and then you have a number of verses that you know that you can use um, even though they don't address baptism specifically but baptism itself falls under the deeds of the law and You can use those in witnessing to someone, okay? Um, Just like um, works of righteousness, okay? So, um, let's start here. So, uh, we all know the story of Philip and Ethiopian eunuch, and in Acts 30 we read, and Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah, and said, "Understandest thou what thou readest?" And he said, "How?" Can I, except some man should guide me? And he uh, desired, Philip, that he would come up and sit with him. And I like to think of that's what we're trying to accomplish here. How can I, except some man should guide me? Right? That's what we're trying to accomplish here is learning how to guide Catholics to a saving knowledge of Christ. That's, we're, we should be the answer to that eunuch's you know, question. You know, we should be that church, that individuals that are able to guide lost souls um, to Jesus. And that's kind of the theme throughout these messages is we're learning answers to the Catholic doctrine in order that we might guide them. To Jesus okay, so um, so tonight we're dealing with baptism so oh okay now uh, this is a uh, class participation part um, does anyone remember any of the characteristics or attributes uh, concerning Catholic baptism? sprinkling as a baby, right? Good. Just go ahead and shout them out. Wow. Anyone else? Infant baptism, right? Good. Yeah. Miss Andy? Yeah, godparents to speak for you. That's true. Yes. Right, right. They believe it's required for salvation. Don't they have to be Catholic? Well, um, baptism is the first sacrament of being initiated fully into the Catholic Church. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so we're going to look at some of these that you mentioned. Um, these are the ones we're looking at. Infant baptism, a sprinkling as opposed to immersion. Um, they also believe that at baptism you receive the Holy Spirit. And as I think it was the pastor said, that it's required for salvation. And they believe uh, it's the same as being born again in the Protestant churches or the Christian churches. Um, in fact... Now, that was never used when I was growing up in the Catholic Church, but the last time I was in a mass where uh, a niece of mine, um, her child was being baptized, and they actually used the expression being born again uh, in regard to her baptism, okay? So, these are uh, a few of the areas where we're going to be um, looking at tonight and sharing scripture that will help you address these uh, questions, um, now, it's it's always best if we can mem- remember and quote the scriptures to people. But having said that, I know that um, um, we're not going to remember all the verses that might deal with a specific issue in scripture. But if we can just remember uh, um, the gist of what the Bible teaches in some of these areas, even that will be a help because you're not going to get into a a um a debate a bible debate with a Catholic right because they're not they're not they're not familiar with um, scripture they they typically don't read it okay so if you can just remember at the very least some of the concepts here some of the principles that address some of these issues that that'll also be a help to you so let's see. So uh, the Catholic Church teaches that at baptism, um, children receive the Holy Spirit. But we can read in Acts 10. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was... Ordained of God to be judge of the quick and the dead, and to him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth in him uh, shall receive the remission of sins. So, um, So, okay, while Peter yet spake these words. The Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came to Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnified God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized? Which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. So here's an example in Acts where we see that uh, these men that had been hearing the preaching of Peter actually had received the Holy Ghost before they were baptized. Okay, so in speaking with a Catholic, they may mention that, but you can, you know, share with them that. Um, there have been times in Scripture where people receive the Holy Ghost prior to ever being baptized. Okay. Um, now, uh, being born again, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know I first heard this I don't know a, a few years ago, in regard to uh, baptism. So let's. This is the story of Nicodemus. It's something we're all familiar with. So let's read it. Um, would anyone like to um, um, share what they believe is being taught here? Uh, when he says uh, being born of the water and of the spirit, which, of course, um, they would tell you is being baptized, right? Does anyone else want to share what they believe this is teaching? Okay, excellent, excellent. That's right. If um, you noticed, uh, born of the water, that, that is um, referring to the woman's water um, from which we are born. And then, of course, of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, capital S. And you see the parallel verse just below that, that which is born of the flesh, okay, born of water, born of flesh, right? So that's talking about the physical birth. And then, of course, the spiritual birth. But they will equate that with baptism, okay? So you just have to point that out to them to take a look at this verse, these verses, and also notice that even though the Catholic Church uses these verses to teach that baptism is part of salvation, notice that the word baptism is never used in these verses, right? So even though they might make reference to them, um, you can easily say, you know, uh, you know, did you notice that baptism is, is, is never mentioned here? But they think because it mentions the water um, that it is referring to baptism. But it clearly is not. So. Okay, immersions. Um, uh, all the baptisms, when they're described in Scripture, deal with immersions and, and not sprinkling. Okay? And we've got a number of examples here. Then, and and, um, starting with Jesus himself, right? Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. And Jesus, answering, said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. So you can see he came to the Jordan River, and now he's coming up out of the water. Uh, Clearly, an example of uh, Jesus being baptized by immersion. And in Mark we read, And there went out unto him all the land of Judea, and they of Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Again, right? And in John. And John also was baptizing in Enon near to Salem because there was much water there and they came and were baptized again the reference to needing a lot of water so um, you know, clearly not referring to being sprinkled okay so uh, um, so infant baptism is it scripture well okay so maybe you're not going to remember all the verses that might address this but you can remember that there are no examples in the Bible um, that speaks of baby baptism. Okay. And that's something you could just share as a thought with the person, you know, you you say, do you realize there were no babies, you know, that were ever baptized in scripture. Okay. Now, of course it's better if we can recall some verses or show them some verses, but if not just that little comment um, could be a help. Okay. So if, if a baptism is okay, then why are there no accounts of baptized babies being baptized in the Bible, right? A simple question that you can ask. Okay, so many verses tell us to repent, believe on Jesus prior to being baptized, which babies aren't able to do. So this is just another thought without adding scripture that you can point out to a Catholic. Right. That the Bible talks of repenting and believing on Jesus, which a baby isn't able to do. And we have some examples here. And he came unto into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remissions of sin. And when Jesus heard it, he said unto them, they that are whole have no need of of the physician, but they that are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. Again, something that babies just can't do. And in Acts, but when they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. So again, we see here men and women being baptized, but first, first they believed the preaching of Philip regarding Jesus Christ and Acts 8. Then Simon himself believed also and when he was baptized he continued with Philip and wondered beholding the miracles and signs which were done. So first he believed and then he was baptized. And uh, Crispus I think the chief ruler of the synagogue believed on the Lord and all his household and many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. So And there are many examples of this, and maybe just uh, memorizing one or two would be probably uh, sufficient when dealing with the Catholic. Because, again, they're not going to get into a a a debate with you as far as Scripture. Okay? But just examples, another example where you can say that the Bible clearly teaches that you have to believe on Jesus uh, and you have to repent. Um, before you're baptized, which babies can't do. Okay, So ask, uh, do you see from these verses that a person needs to repent or believe on Jesus before being baptized, which babies can't do? So just, you know, uh, I've talked often about asking questions. So after you're showing a, uh, someone scriptures, then uh, Sometimes it's good to follow that up with a question. Do you understand what this is saying? Do you see what the Lord is saying in in these verses and get them to articulate what they're comprehending so you can better follow up and better help them? Because you might show them verses um, that because you're saved and you're familiar with them, they make perfect sense to you as you read them. But with a lost person, that is not going to always be the case. So after you share uh, scriptures with them, ask them what they understand. Ask them what they see in these verses. What they—that'll uh, uh, be a help to you, and you'll be able to expound on uh, the scriptures if if maybe they're not quite getting it. Okay. All right. So uh, baptism is not needed salvation, An example of this that we all know is the thief on the cross, right? The thief on the cross went to paradise with Jesus, never having been baptized or received any of the other sacraments, right? So, again, this is something um, you can bring out um, if you memorize the verses in Luke even better. But it's just something that you know and you're, you already know that you can mention to them. You know, um, when they say, well, you have to be baptized, you have to be confirmed, you have to receive communion, you have to go to confession, any of those things. The thief in the cross, you know, uh, puts the truth to these uh, beliefs by works, right? So we can see here in Luke the story, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, to that. Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Okay. So, so if uh, baptism is needed for salvation, how did the thief on the cross get to go to paradise? Okay. Okay. Continuing on, baptism is not needed uh, for salvation, and there's a you know there's a ton of verses in scripture. Some might be easier for you to remember because of the story in which it's told, um, you know, maybe because it's shorter. Um, I don't know, but we have a, a number of verses here uh, that directly uh, answer that you know, uh, uh, deal with this. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life, right? So no mention of baptism at all. And, of course, John 3:16 that we all know. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And 18, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only, only begotten Son of God. And you can see these are all in John. He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God on him. Now, not only are these excellent verses where it shows that salva- um, salvation in in no way is dependent on baptism or any of the other sacraments, um, it clearly shows that it's a matter of belief. That it's a not it's not a matter of any sort of work or any sort of um, uh, sacrament. And I have some more, I guess. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death unto life. And then verily, verily, I say unto thee, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die, believest thou this. Um, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not Shall be damned. Okay? So clearly, a bunch of verses, and there's, you know, um, there's many, many others that show that baptism is not required for salvation. <coughs> oh, and, and I think this is the last one. Um, <coughs> um, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved. Now, and we know that the gospel that you can share with the is the death, burial, and resurrection. And it is by the gospel um, that we're saved, and nowhere in the gospel is baptism uh, mentioned. Okay, so These are something simple that you can point out you know, as you're talking with someone. So if baptism if baptism is needed for salvation, why are there so many verses that talk about having eternal life just by believing in Jesus? Right? Another uh, a simple question that you can ask people um, after showing him uh, showing them some of these uh, verses. Okay. Um. Okay, so baptism. If baptism were a part of salvation, why didn't Jesus baptize any of his converts? Again, you know, just it's great if you know the verses that um, show this. Um, but just that idea that you can share that with him, with them, you know, cause will cause them to stop and think. And why did St. Paul baptize just a few of his converts? So we'll look at the verses here. So in John, when therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. So we can see here that Jesus himself uh, never baptized anyone. And then we have the record in First Corinthians of Paul. And I thank God that I baptized none of you but Crispus. And Gainus, lest any should say that I have baptized in my own name. And I b- baptized also the household of uh, Stephanus. Besides, I, do not, I know not whether I baptized any other. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. So here we have two examples. Jesus himself, he didn't baptize any, and Paul, who wrote most of the uh, New Testament, just uh, baptized a a family and a couple other people. So, again, you can ask, um, um, you know, if it was so important and was a part of salvation, why didn't Jesus and Paul uh, baptize many of their converts? Okay, um, Acts 2. Oh, yeah. um, so, okay, if you would take your Bibles now and, and turn to Acts chapter 2, verse 38. I'm going to read. I'm going to, yeah, you can see it. And then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gifts of the Holy Ghost. So, um, would anyone like to explain this verse um, to the rest of us? Um, we see that um, um, Peter said they are to be, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. So, anyone like to um, share with us what they feel that what that is teaching? as far as baptism and the remission of sin you have to so are you saying that it's teaching that you have to be baptized to get your sins forgiven no, we can't. and what about the part concerning uh, the remission uh, the part about baptism That's a, that's a good point so once that's established then know that it has to mean so that's right um uh, that's a, a good point you know we've looked at a number of verses that um show that sal- that baptism is uh plays no part in salvation but how do we answer a verse like this is the question because someone uh i know um Besides Catholics, uh, I think the Church of Christ believes that baptism is a part of uh, salvation. There are some Pentecostals sects that also believe that um, baptism is a part of salvation. In fact, um, uh, the neighbor of um, – um, one of our church members um, uh, has a Pentecostal neighbor who um, I knocked on their door, and they believe that baptism, speaking in tongues, and some other things are a part of salvation. Brother Scheffler, I'm sorry. I not think of his name. So um, what? Right. Right, right. 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 So how do we how do we address that in this verse?
1: Well that would back that up with other scripture for that verse that you read as given that that would be easy to say that's what it meant, but you had to forget, be and be baptized for the remit for the remission of your sins, and then that how you would receive the Holy Ghost. So you're gonna to have to back that up with some other scripture.
0: Well there are you know, like uh, we showed earlier, a lot of verses that clearly show um, salvation with no mention of baptism, right? We looked at that. Told you that. that was, uh, it like it was a okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Any other thoughts?
1: Any other? Yeah.
0: Anyone else? No. No. All right. Um, you're 100% right, Um, although you don't need to go back uh, to the Greek to find this truth out. Um, You can find this in um, your English dictionary uh, and the use of it as you described it throughout uh, Scripture. And, and in fact, I think the very first time the word for is used, it is used in the sense of because uh, just like you were saying so you're right so when you read this then Peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord because of the remission of sins not so um, we're going to look at some verses here okay so yeah, here on the on the left, you see in Webster's uh, 1828 dictionary. And if you don't have one of those, and you can afford it, I would. It is it may have been the the biggest help to me in studying scripture uh, of any other books that I have. So uh, in in Webster's 1828, there's about thirty, maybe thirty two uses where of the word for. Okay. Um, And number 14 deals with, as you can see, because, on account of, by reason of, as a result of, okay, for this reason, okay? And I have some examples uh, listed one, two, three, and four there. He cried out for anguish, right? So what does that mean? He cried out because of his anguish, because of the pain that he was in, Um. The second one, I cannot write a letter at present for want of time, okay? Because of the lack of time, I can't write this letter, okay? You see how that's being used? Uh, number three, I took some medication for my headache. Now, the, medi- the, the, the medication didn't give you the headache. You took the medication because you had the headache, okay? Okay? Uh, and the last one I put in there, I just got a ticket for speeding. So you got your ticket because you were speeding, not in order to get the ticket. You weren't speeding in order to get the ticket, but you got the ticket because you already were. Now let's look at some of the some of these verses, okay? And we're I put in parentheses the word bakahas to help this better uh, help you to better understand it. So. In John three sixteen, we know it starts out, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Because so, if you say because God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him sh- shall shall not perish but have ever have everlasting life, eternal life. And then in Matthew, and Jesus said said to him, put your sword. He was talking to Peter. Remember when he cut off the the pr- Guy's ear, uh, put uh, your sword back in its place. For or because all those who take up the sword shall perish by the sword. Okay, do you see how that that works? In Galatians, I do not frustrate the grace of God. For or because if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Okay. I think the last one here in Isaiah, Jesus No, it's not that's not, not that's not the right reference. Okay. Uh then Jesus said to him, oh yeah, that's a duplicate. I knew that was in there somewhere, but let me see. Okay, so um this is super important. Um the use of the word for and in context when looking at verses that say Uh, Repent and be baptized for the remission of sin. It's because of the remission of sin that you're being baptized. The repent part is the salvation. The baptism comes because you have had your sins forgiven. You're you're exactly right. You understand? (laughs) Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yep. And it, and like I said, you can see examples of this throughout your Bible and in the English dictionary. So you don't. That that to right. And and in fact, going back to the very first time the word "for" is used in Scripture, if I remember correctly, it's used in that same context, that same way. So does everyone understand that? Everyone get that and be able to use that now if someone uh, mentions verses where it has repent or believe and, and baptism, you know, all in the same verse. Okay? So that's a real good thing to understand, I think. And yeah, so I think that's, yeah, that's all I got for tonight. So any questions? Probably no questions.
1: Pastor says about it. It gets here, it's it's a pretty been
0: vetted. It's been vetted. It's
1: been vetted, yes, and, and well worn, well discussed. So uh so absolutely. I thought it was a great lesson Just that's that's the practical stuff that we need to be able to I'm not one that can like talk to people, so that definitely gives me ideas that I get that center just able to say. Yeah, right?
0: Yeah, just some general ideas, right? Did you know that? There are no babies baptized in Scripture, or all the baptisms that are described were by a, or and that is a big deal, because uh, that had stumped me, and I finally decided to look into it, you know, because I knew that th- there couldn't be any contradictions in Scripture, so but what so but that's what it looked like a contradiction, until I actually studied it, right, and then it all fell into place, right, no mistakes, no contradictions in our King James Bible. When you study to show, when you study to show thyself approved, right?
1: Yeah. Dr. Harold and I uh, did role-playing actually this week for the first time on actually, we actually were acting like we were, he was the soul and of the Catholic and went through, uh, and we were hoping maybe we can present tonight, we were cut out a tonight, so maybe in two weeks we can
0: possibly do that. Right, I, I think it would be good in the various different areas just so they have examples of types of questions, leading questions points you know even, that even in doing that we came up with a couple of things right. of that. I mean, that one thing I told
1: you about you, you could relate to them by saying Bob well, Cavill right, right, right. Could, you know, right so I had to
0: come
1: up with something else right that I could, could right I think it would
0: be I think it would be good Right. We can start dragging people out of the audience and make them, you know. We won't put you on the spot,
1: Huh? <laughs> We both Yeah. <laughs> that, insane, yeah, no time. Uh-huh. you mm. Yeah. in the world